Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Before we get to today's episode, I want to introduce you to one of our great sponsors. It is the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. You can find them at onecalllegal.com. That's onecalllegal.com or call 1-855-5000-LAW. That's L-A-W. They handle cases including but not limited to car accidents, slip and falls, and traffic tickets. And we can tell you about their new 15,000 square foot office on I-95 in North Miami because it's also our offices. So you can come say hello while you get your case handled. They handle cases from all over the state. Call now with 24-7 service for a free consultation. That's onecalllegal.com, 1-855-5000-LAW. And now, on to today's episode. Ethan Skolnick here with Alf Sidney. You know him as Alf954 on Twitter. This has been the Five Reasons flagship podcast. We're transitioning now to Five on the Floor, our Miami Heat and NBA podcast. Make sure you check out all of our draft episodes. We were live at American Airlines Arena for Pat Riley's press conference last week. But now Alf and I are going to transition to free agency, to trades, to some of the ways to make this team better with veterans now that they've added Tyler Harrow through the draft. And they still have their young core. They still have a bunch of bad contracts they don't like. They're waiting to expire. But we're going to focus on one player today. Because this is the one player that got Heat fans all heated last year. Uh, as I kept reporting that Jimmy Butler was interested in playing for the Miami Heat. And Woj didn't think so. Woj changed his mind. And Jimmy didn't end up making it down here, but it wasn't from a lack of interest in Miami. It was basically not being able to make the pieces match and not being able to work out a deal with Tibbs. And the reason we're going to focus on Jimmy is because to me... First thing, he's a guy who symbolizes what Riley was talking about in a previous press conference. We need a guy to say he wants to play for the Heat. They had a guy. They couldn't get him. If he wants to come here this time, Al, do you make a move for him? I would, but just like with anything else, it's what does it cost? And can you make it happen without basically gutting your entire team? And when we talk about the players that you're going to have to probably put up to get a Jimmy Butler, you're talking about Bam, you're talking about Josh Richardson, um, and because the only way Jimmy's going to come here is to a sign and trade because everyone knows we don't have the cap space, mm-hmm. so it's going to have to be a sign and trade. So when a sign and trade, you're going to have to give something up, and if it's if it's Josh Richardson, I do it right. If it's Bam, I'm going to have to. I'm, I'm going to have to think about that one a little bit more. If it's two of the young guys, then you just then that's going to be a, just a no, because. The thing is, Jimmy Butler, I love Jimmy Butler as a player. He is Miami Heat personified. That guy will fit in so seamlessly here. But if you're gutting your team and all that you have left is Justice Winslow and Jimmy Butler, 
and a bunch of uh, these journeymen on contracts that are probably a little bit bigger than they deserve, what kind of team do you really have? Yeah, well, that's one of the issues. I mean, the other issue, of course, is making the money match. And, you know, you take a look at, at the Heat's four best contracts. They're their four youngest players. Or four youngest players that are contributors. They have other guys like Duncan Robinson and Yante Maiden. But I'm talking about the guys we call the kids, and Derek Jones Jr. has kind of become the fourth there. Those are their four best contracts. But the problem with good con- – the good thing about good contracts is you don't end up in a situation like you are now with Whiteside and Waiters and JJ where you're trying to get rid of them and Tyler Johnson last year. The bad thing about good contracts is sometimes it's hard to make a trade work because if the guy's not making enough money, you need to attach a bunch of – and no offense to anybody personally – garbage okay, mm-hmm. to make a deal happen. And so you know, Philadelphia may be in a position where they want two of the Heat's kids – but taking two of the Heat's kids is not going to make the money work anyway. Now, to me, Bam Adebayo is a non-starter in a trade like this. I agree. There, there's only one player that I would have made the move with Bam for. Or two players that I would have made a move for Bam for. To me, they're top ten players in the league. Kawhi Leonard, last year, the Heat, from what I heard, put everybody on the table. Even though they were concerned about Kawhi. Not so much Kawhi, but Kawhi's camp that I heard they were more difficult to deal with, harder to reach than LeBron's camp had ever been. Now, Toronto dealt with it fine. Toronto just won a championship. Toronto wants to re-sign him. He's opting out of his contract, and there's a good chance that he makes a long-term deal there. So it worked out very well for them. Masai Ujiri took the risk. The risk worked. But I think when you look at, at the Heat situation, the only two, two, teams I given, two players I would have given up BAM for would be Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis. That, to me, makes sense. If you yeah. needed a headline of trade with Bam Adebayo on that, and I don't know if he's enough, but that makes sense. But well, because those players move the needle and instantly make you a title contender. Right. Especially in the East. Right. Jimmy Butler on this team without the kids, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you are. What, You're what, a what, seed. what about with three of the kids? I, let's, yeah, let's say if the, the trade, if there was a sign of trade that could be worked out, and let's say to make the money work, you had to throw in Goron, J, uh, Dion. And um, and Josh Richardson mm-hmm. and a fir- and maybe like a future first round pick for Jimmy Butler, I make that trade. Why? Because now you moved yourself off of Dion's money, Goron's money. Um, you're a little well. Goron's money doesn't hurt you, right? De- know, Dion's money has the extra year. You're one. You're one. You're one season closer to be being able to make a move. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you have Jimmy Butler on your on your roster, you still have Bam. You still have Justice. You still have Derrick Jones Jr. Who knows what these rookies are going to turn out to be? You have a nice, solid team that's maybe a four or five seed in the East. Maybe next summer you still can't do anything because of the contracts. But now you get to 2021, you got Jimmy locked up, you got your young guys, and you have a ton of cap space now. Now now you're talking about, okay, maybe they can actually do something. But if what Jimmy is... The weird thing about Jimmy for the Miami Heat, it'd be a long-term play. Mm-hmm. Where I think for a lot of teams, they're looking for Jimmy as a win-now type of thing. I think Philly was. Philly, Philly was, and if they re-sign him, they're still thinking about that because for them to re-sign all these guys to max deals, I mean, they, I don't know what, they're not going to have anything Well, left. the report from my former colleague Howard Beck, who's pretty plugged in in Philadelphia, I can tell you. He has a very close relationship with Elton Brand, um, the new GM there. But the report from Howard today was that they don't think they're keeping all four. And so, you know, as, as we speak here, now things change. But I didn't think they were keeping all four either. It's it's so much money. It's so it's cost prohibitive. Right. And to buy, and listen, you want to pay Tobias Harris a max contract? Go right ahead, right. man. Go right. Well, see, but that's the other thing. I'd be more like I'm not. A, I'm. I like Tobias as like your second or third best player. But 
to me, you, you, you consider paying Tobias a max if you don't have Jimmy. But if you have Jimmy and Tobias is going to be standing in the corner waiting for four other guys to play with a ball, it doesn't make any sense to pay that guy a max. Like, yeah. why not just go get another Redick, right? Just go get somebody else who's going to fit into the scheme and stay sort of out of the way. I think it's overkill. I thought it was overkill when they made the Tobias trade last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy is a guy who needs the ball in his hands but also has a big personality, and it means that other guys fade the background. I do agree with you uh, about one thing about Jimmy. I do think Jimmy here is the lead guy would embrace that completely. And much better than being the second or third guy in Philadelphia. You're not clear what he is. And I know there were issues with him being the one or not the one in Minnesota. But again, you had Towns, who was a more skilled overall player with a bigger future than him, yeah. but doesn't have the personality that Jimmy has. So it was never going to work because they really need Towns to be their best player. But Jimmy, by force of personality, was sort of their biggest their biggest personality their, their and their best player, their lead player. Jimmy's an alpha. Right. And, you know, we I know we use that word a lot in sports, but he's legit an alpha personality. And he's not, and we've seen he's not an easy person to get along with. So I would think that on this team, um, next to guys like Justice and Bam and, you know, even the Deons and the J, whoever's still around, Jimmy could forcibly uh, imprint his personality on this team. And I don't think it would ruffle too many feathers because these guys are used to a big well, personality they, in the locker room. It, well, Dwayne, right? But yeah. Dwayne, but Dwayne is uh, but Dwayne's different in the way he goes about it with Jimmy, but Dwayne, but the thing about Jimmy is Jimmy has the Dwayne seal of endorsement, right? Uh, and and that's critical. Like I felt that mattered for Mike Conley too. Like whoever the next guy is going to be, it matters, I think, because of the the influence that Dwayne still has over player even if he's going to be living in LA. The influence he still has over the young players in that locker room and sort of the influence he had the past year. And look, there were the older guys on the team seemed to be bothered by the whole Dwayne thing all year. The younger guys did not. And so I think it does matter that Dwayne has a relationship with Jimmy. But Jimmy's a different kind of alpha than Dwayne. Okay, you're right about that. Now, and, and I think a lot of it, you know, but again, you look at Jimmy's numbers in Philadelphia, and these numbers would go up in Miami, okay? Because he dropped in Philly from 21.3 points a game in Minnesota early in the, early in the season, but he did 22.2 the year before, down to 18.2. His shots went down by three per game. Mm-hmm. He shot roughly the same percentage, 46%. I guess my concern about Jimmy is, is the three-point shooting from a basketball perspective. There are other concerns I have about Jimmy. Okay, The miles, the money, we're going to talk about those. But the three-point shooting concerns me because he's been – he was a 33% this past year. He's 34% from his career. But his volume has gone up a little bit over the years. Now, it dipped a little bit in Philadelphia last season. But again, the ball spread around a lot. I don't want Jimmy Butler taking five, six threes if he's the lead guy on my team because he's just not that good at it. And that's one of my concerns, which I want to sort of transition here with you, is he's 30 years old this yeah. season. He's probably really 32 because he played for Tibbs. Yeah. <laughs> and so his game is going to need to adjust over time. Even if he wasn't getting paid what he's going to get paid, which you're looking at 40 something million dollars at the end of that contract. Yes. Would you be concerned about what Jimmy Butler, if you give Jimmy Butler five years at $191 million, are you concerned in three years that this is just, okay, Pat needs one last sort of push. He's going to bring in this player, and it's not, it's going to be Shane's problem or Nick's problem or Spoh's problem or Adam Simon's problem after that's over with. Of course, right now, but that's the risk you run with so many of these max guys. These max contracts right now, they're, it's great for the players, 
But it's actually it's not great for the teams, and it's not great for role players because the money's all gone. Yeah. So you're talking about in three years, four years, he's going to be making upper thirties, forty million dollars by the end of it. What what where does that leave you, yeah. right? So you have to think, okay, is it worth it? That's why I said for Jimmy, you have to think long term because you're not winning a title in the next two years. Um, so you you'll have the space to bring in another star. The fact that Jimmy Butler is going to be here will help you bring in another star. So do you, do you, is it worth the risk in that aspect? Because part of the problem is if you don't make a move at some point and bring in somebody with that top-tier talent at some point, what becomes the attraction in two years when you do have the space? So that's kind of where – that's the balancing act you play, right? Do you just wait it out, wait out these bad deals, and then hopefully in 2021 you turn around, hey, we've been losing for two seasons. Hey, who wants to come play for Miami? Mm-hmm. It might be crickets at that point. Right, and it may, you may not even have the same front office. I mean, that's the other thing to consider. Or maybe you don't have the same head coach. I mean, Spoh's been at this thing since 1996, and he's been the head. He's the second longest tenured head coach in the NBA, and the other one, Greg Popovich, could leave at any minute. And so, and Spoh's been at this. He's got a baby. We've talked about all this. It, it's it, you don't know if he's still going to be the guy in charge. And now, they've lost their heir apparent. In Jawan Howard mm-hmm. to Michigan. So who is the next guy? Is it Dan Craig? Dan Craig. Uh, is, or is it somebody else that they would bring in? I mean, Pat does not have – he doesn't have a Popovich tree. And the reason for that is that nobody ever leaves. Yeah. And, and so there isn't a guy to go to. All right, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about where the Heat would stand in the Eastern Conference if they made the trade. Let's look at it in the context of that because you keep saying maybe they're a four or five seed. Could they be better than that? I think they could be, and we'll talk about that. But first, I want to tell you about our newest sponsor. It's Magic City Casino. You've got to check out The High. Now, that's not spelled H-I-G-H. That's J-A-I, The High for High Lie. They're going to have unbeatable drink specials, local vendors, interactive games, a live DJ, and so much more. The High is going to be Miami's newest hotspot on Friday and Saturday night. So mark your calendars. Magic City's grand opening of the high. It's now on July 19th. You're going to be hearing a lot about them because they're going to be on a lot of the podcasts in our network. We will be doing some live shows from the high on the weekends. You can come meet us, and we're also going to try to bring in some athletes with us too to hang out. If you haven't checked out highlights, a lot of fun, and it's going to be a lot of fun at Magic City Casino. Again, it's the high on July 19th. All right, let's go to the Eastern Conference. We talked about this on a previous pod, and... The East and the West are both in flux. Like, I, I'm looking at the top of both conferences, and I'm saying, who exactly do you fear other than maybe the Bucks, who just got run out of the playoffs four straight by Toronto? But in Vegas right now, they're the team to beat because Golden State, and let's go to the West quickly, but Golden State, the Durant situation as we speak, the Clay situation out until March. They haven't been able to build out their bench in recent years. Houston, Chris Paul, going to be there, not going to be there. Okay, two of them can't play together, according to our buddy Vinny Goodwill, who broke that story this week. Uh, you look at Portland, do they scare you? No. The Lakers, what are they going to put around LeBron and Anthony Davis? You know, LeBron at his age. Uh, Oklahoma City, they don't win anything in the playoffs with Billy Donovan. And, and and with Westbrook as kind of their co-lead guy. Utah. Is, you, Utah's you, very interesting. Utah's really interesting. Uh, they need another piece. Utah and Denver would look most interesting. Denver's got some money decisions to make. But then go to the east, and you're like, okay, Milwaukee. We don't know what's going to happen with Kawhi and Toronto. We're talking about Philadelphia losing one, maybe two of their better players. Uh, Indiana's got Oladipo coming back from a major injury. 
and Boston is a total disaster, and none of the teams at the bottom, and not the bottom, but kind of the middle, and Orlando, you know, some of those other teams look like they're ready to come up. Orlando, Charlotte. Uh, I mean, Charlotte might lose Kemba, and they're only star, in which case they sink all the way to the bottom. Atlanta has had a really has had good drafts, but are they ready to take that jump this year? So, so who's New Jersey going to get? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Don't forget. Don't forget. I always, I always forget. I, I used to, I used to go out to the Meadowlands. That was a fun experience. Uh, but yeah, Brooklyn is the one team that looks positioned. But I thought they overachieved last year. So how many stars are they going to get? So let's just look at this. If you add Jimmy Butler, and you subtract Josh Richardson, is the most likely to me. Um, maybe Goran. Okay, and you probably have to add another guy, and and, and you probably and well, you got to add somebody for money. So maybe it's you, somebody you're trying to get rid of. Waiters, James Johnson, whatever. You're flipping a first round pick, and again, I don't know why Philadelphia would do that, but who knows? If they don't think they're going to get value, and it's they to get, see something it's to else, get something, it's to get something instead of losing him for nothing, right? And if you don't think that you can just clear the cap and make something work that and way, and honestly, if Philly loses Jimmy Butler, and maybe they don't keep Tobias Harris either. They could use a guy like uh, Josh Richardson. Oh, no. I think Josh, honestly, I think Josh, in some ways, is a better fit than either of the other two guys in Philly because Josh, Tobias, I think, would be a good fit as the third guy, not as the fourth. But I think Josh is a really good fit because they need a perimeter defender. They need someone who doesn't need the ball in his hands, who can basically spot up and shoot mm-hmm. off of Simmons, uh, which will help spread the floor for Simmons a little bit in a way that Jimmy really doesn't, right? Tobias does, but Jimmy really does. Josh is a better shooter than Jimmy. I- you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I I think that Josh Richardson makes a ton of sense there. He's not old. Um, I think he'd fit their system really well. I think he fits better than Justice does. Justice doesn't fit next to Ben Simmons. No, they're too close to the same guy. Right, So, so I think that's a good fit. But let's say... That that's the deal. Let's say and let's say Dragic, they view him as somebody who can be a combo guard off the bench or play next to Simmons. I think that would be effective because yeah. Goran can shoot. You know, in addition to Redick, and that's your three guard rotation, which is a really nice three guard rotation. If you make that trade, where are you in the Eastern Conference? You're behind Milwaukee. Are you ahead of Toronto if Kawhi leaves and they don't replace him? It's it's hard because. It all depends on. I think a lot of it depends on the leap that Bam takes this year, and does just is does Justice continue to be the point Justice that everyone fell in love with last year, or does he regress? But if if all things considered, all things remain the same. If you, the, traje- the, traje- the, the trajectory, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. of those two guys stays on the same path, mm-hmm. you add Jimmy Butler to the mix. 
You have Derrick Jones Jr. Let's say Tyler Harrow becomes the kind of shooter that uh, the Heat expect him to be. That That's a nightmare defensively for other teams. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, Justice Winslow, and Bam Adebayo on the court at the same time is a nightmare for other teams defensively. Yep. I mean, they could switch everything. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be a total nightmare. Now, offensively, they would struggle, especially if Bam doesn't uh, come into his own a little bit more. But defensively, they can hold their own with anybody. So you you think what could they be? Maybe a four seed, mm-hmm. maybe a fifth seed, and it all depends. Kawhi, what does, what happens in Brooklyn? What happens in New York? I mean, I don't think New York's going to get anybody, but you know they might. Maybe they pull something off. I don't think they're getting anybody. But yeah, <laughs> we but, say this every year. But Brooklyn, Toronto, Milwaukee, um, Philly is still going to be good. Boston, I don't know what Boston's going to be. Boston might be a lottery team again next year. Um, but, yeah, so I, I look at him and say, if you bring in Jimmy and the only piece, the only major pieces you lose are Josh and Goron, yeah, you could be a four seed. Would you rather give up, because if, if, the money's not that far off, would you rather give up Olenek or Goron? I'd rather give up Goron. Even though the Olenek contract goes deeper? Yeah, but I, I, Olenek to me is not one of these bad deals that we talk about. No, I don't think he's a bad deal. Yeah. I just think, I mean, I think he's pretty much an average deal. I, I I don't think he's a great deal because I don't think they're ever going to be able to use him the way that he should be used as long as Whiteside's still in the picture. To, to me, if you if you eliminate Whiteside, mm-hmm. and I know you had this debate here at a barbecue at my house with the great Chris Perkins where he thinks that there should be more Whiteside BAM minutes together, Which, even though Spo totally abandoned that last yeah, year. I, I told Perk, stop living in 1995. Right. Like, he, he wants the Heat to sign Patrick Ewing and Charles Oakley. That's what he Anthony Mason is their small forward. Yeah, yeah right. I, well, and may he rest in peace. Um, but I had a great all-star season here, by the way. Uh, but, yeah, I just, when you look at the, the, the BAM-Whiteside combination, it can't work. Now, the BAM-Olinic combination has worked. It's worked very well. It's worked well, and I think if you're going to give BAM more freedom... Then, then, and you're going to get Olenek on the court for 25 to 28 minutes, then Olenek has value. If he's used the way he was used last year, he doesn't have value. See, I don't see that happening. I, to me, and listen, I don't, you know, I don't have any inside information or anything like that, but I just see them looking at this year of Hassan as, listen, 10, 15 minutes, uh, we'll try to work on a trade for you, but it is what it is. At this point, we, the Heat has to move on from Hassan. And I like Hassan as a per. I think he's a good guy. I actually think he'd probably be, he's probably one of the better backup centers in the NBA if you if if he's used right. But but with all the history, uh, the drama, the the you know the sniping back and forth, you're gonna have to ask the coach about that. At this point, they just it's it, the t- with Hassan in the building, they almost have to start moving on from Hassan as a key player on this team. Well, they have to move on from him for Bam's sake, and, and they wanted to do it earlier last year. And I've reported the reason they didn't was because they sort of had Hassan on board and they didn't want to lose him. But yeah, I mean, but you got to see at this point we got to give they no, no, give they, up they, on that. They, it's all right. It, that, that's not going to change at this point. Like yeah. it's just what you get out of him, you get out of him. I mean, look. 
they have two guys in Bam and Olenek whose best position is the five. Now they can, but they can play together. The problem with Olenek playing at the four is you become a little bit slow-footed and you a situation where you can be exploited defensively. But the Bam Olenek lineups have been good, and as long as you, and the other thing is this team does not have a lot of forwards, so playing Kelly at the four is not a terrible idea. When right now the only other forwards on your roster that I can think of, if you're not going to play Josh out of position, are Derek Jones Jr. and James, James Johnson. That's it. They don't have any forwards. I mean, you know, today I'm and I don't no disrespect UD because I don't want UD to be upset at me. I mean, he was on IG today, you know, talking about the doubters. It's clear UD wants to play another season, but look, the last four years UD's minutes have been you know sparing at you know spare at best. Okay, so that's not going to lead to much. They don't have that. I, I mean, Mayton is one, but they don't have a ton of prospects in the system right mm-hmm. now. Like again, Duncan. They started him last year at the two. Now, when they now what's him? interesting is is uh, KZ, right? Their their second round draft pick, who um, they can't introduce yet because of the stupid NBA of rules. Yeah, right. So we have to pretend he's not on the team, but he's on the team. He's graded out. Uh, he should have been a first rounder in a lot of uh, uh, mm. a lot of draft boards. Um, he's graded out better than Seku, which everybody wanted. Right. Right. So I think that's going to be an interesting thing to watch this year, and which is why I say they need to move on from the Hassans, the Gorons. And as much as I love Goron, mm. even if you bring in Jimmy, it's still not a win-now mentality. Right. So you bring in Jimmy, and you bring in Jimmy to surround himself with these young guys, young energy. You don't think – I'll challenge you a little on that. You don't think okay, – because I'm envisioning what this presser would look like. Mm-hmm. They make the trade. Let's say they trade Josh. Okay, let's say they trade either Kelly or Goran. Let's say they trade a third piece to make the money work, right? Yeah. Maybe they throw in a pick. And let, let's say Philadelphia goes for that or there's some kind of uh, other arrangement that gets Jimmy Butler to Miami. If that happens, with what this organization has gone through of late and the need to turn the page to a new star, you don't think – that they're going to have a big blowout press conference at the arena because I think they will. I don't. I don't think they're going to have what they had for you know the big three or even for. I remember Eddie Jones coming in and that was that was in the main in the lower in the main you know the main bowl. It probably probably would still be in the small interview room that you and I were in the other night, but it might be in the main bowl. Yeah. It might be because it's Jimmy Butler. It's a pedigree. It's a player that the fans have wanted for a long time. And I think once that happens, season tickets will start to come up a little bit because I know that they're not great right now. Yeah. Okay. They will have a player to put on the face of the marquee right now if you go around the arena this isn't that unusual for this time of year there's no i don't see any players in the flags no it's all like it's all like bruno mars it's all like the, you know it's all the events that they have at the yeah. arena but you get jimmy butler and he's the face like instantly you don't think if they get jimmy butler that this is going to transition to when we got lamar odom we run we won right away when we got Shaq, we won right away when we got the big three we won right away we got jimmy butler we're going to surround him with pieces put the young guys around him we're going to win right away no i'm saying of course you put the young guys around him my thing is what i'm saying is when you when bringing jimmy putting jimmy on this team doesn't mean okay guys uh, the young guys, you guys are going to have to step to the back a little bit because we need to win now. So we're going to start Hassan, JJ, mm-hmm. Goron, and Dion with Jimmy to have a veteran lineup. No. It need, if you want to – I think wanna, if Goron's still here, he would have a bigger role if Jimmy's here. And my thing is it, I, it's not, it's not going to win you any more games. Right. It's going to give off the appearance that you're trying to win now. But it's not. It's it, it even. It doesn't even make but basketball don't, but sense. But don't they want that appearance? That's that's what I'm getting at. I, I feel like right now, like there's no. 
And I love the young guys, okay? I love them personally. I love their relationships with each other. I like their potential. But they're going to have a hell of a time. Like I saw the other day, I'm at, and this is not them, but a gas station, and there's a Justice Winslow, like, do the do thing there, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, like, I'm still not seeing Winslow jerseys. I'm still not seeing Josh Richardson jerseys. I'm still not seeing Bam jerseys. I just see Dwayne jerseys. But you will see Jimmy Butler jerseys but I, immediately. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, if you bring in Jimmy Butler... And the answer is to surround him with veterans in the starting lineup and the kids get less minutes, you're gonna piss off the fan base even more. Which fans? The the hardcore heat fans. What percentage are they? I mean, they're the ones in the arena the last two years uh, well, when things have been the, a little bit the, dry. All right. Some of them some a lot of them are upper bowl. A lot of them are on Twitter. I get it. Okay, those are the fans that listen to our podcast. But I'm talking about the general fandom okay. just cares about they get Jimmy Butler. Oh, I've heard that name. How many W's are going to get with him? And and I just feel like they, this the way this organization works, Spo has said that it. That would be such a mistake. Because the thing, you're going to get the Chris Perkins who think that, <laughs> that Hassan Whiteside is still the answer. Because they know who Hassan Whiteside is. Oh, Goran was an all-star. So, uh, so... You're you're putting out this you're you're putting it out there like we're trying to win now. But what kids are we talking about in the background? So you're gonna have to trade one of them to get Jimmy anyway, right? So you're yeah. gonna have to trade Josh Richardson most likely. If Jimmy Butler was on the team, I would say the starting line, and you lost Josh Richardson, mm-hmm. right? And let's just pretend you didn't lose any of the vets. I would. Well, you're gonna lose a vet. I know, but I'm just saying I would start Justice. I would start. Uh, I would maybe would start Goran next to Justice or Dion. I would start Bam. I would start uh, Jimmy Butler and Kelly Olynyk, right? And that would be my starting five. All right, and if that's your team, fourth in the East, fourth or fifth in the East, and and I guess if you're fourth and fifth in the East, but you have Jimmy Butler and you're promising we're going to get another star next off season, then the fans start to forget about the fact that Jimmy's going to be 34, playing on 82 year old knees, yeah, those ma- making 46 fan, million dollars. The fans that you're talking about do not care about the fifth year of Jimmy Butler's right. contract. Now, when the fifth year comes, they're going right. to call Riley washed up, and they're going to say, "Why yeah, did you Pat, sign that deal?" Pat, Pat's going to be washed on the yeah. beach in Malibu. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to care. I don't think. I mean, that's look, look. You, whenever you make these deals, and we talked about, look, the Chris Paul deal was what. Two years ago, right? Yeah. Or a year ago? When, when did they make that? When did they decide? It was extension? a year ago. Okay, and I, I, Chris and I on this podcast, like, identified it as one of the worst deals of all time at the it. time. Yeah. And I, how many of these? That would be my other question. How many of these max deals are working out? John Wall. Now, injury circumstance there twice. And then he did it at home, but that's a disaster. I mean, which which long term? I mean, who signs a long-term deal that it works? Even if you look at this, if KD had signed his long-term deal last offseason instead of this offseason, there'd be a question about that one too because of the blown Achilles. These long-term deals, it's like you're basically saying we're going to be effed in three or four years, but we don't care because we need to give the fans some candy now. Now, and for the Heat's perspective, I get it. They do. They do because yeah. they spent all last year giving them candy. The candy was Dwayne. He was the squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Go watch the squirrel. And now it's like, okay, he's gone, and now I'm left with an empty house. Okay, so what do we do? We got to promote the guys we weren't promoting last year. But you got, but you got like Kemba Walker. Mm-hmm. You want to pay Kemba a supermax? A five eleven point guard? No. no. But but they're going to do it. Somebody's going to do it. I mean, you said it. Tobias Harris is probably going to get it. I mean, and then you look at some of the deals that have worked. Like, look what happened with Milwaukee last year. I mean, Chris Middleton was on a decent deal. Giannis is Giannis. They got Brooke Lopez for nothing. Yep. They had Bledsoe on a pretty reasonable deal. Okay, to be able Toronto situation. 
I mean, Lowry is not it was not crazy money, and again, they they hit on Siakam in the draft, they hit on Van Vliet in the draft, so they were able to add these other pieces. But look, there are only like six or seven players that you're really comfortable giving a super max to. Two of them are in Los Angeles with the Lakers right now. Okay, two of them are in Golden State. Two of them are in Golden State. Well, if he's healthy and he's still in yeah. Golden State. Uh, there ain't that many others. I mean, there's there's just not. And so you're going to pay for it later. And I, I guess the question just always comes back to this. If you're a Heat fan, you're going to pay for this. It's not going to end well. You get Jimmy Butler. He's going to wear down. He's the type of personality that is, if his shots does to decrease, he has less of a role when he's 33, 34. He's not going to age like Dwayne did. He's not no. going to fade to the background, take a bench role, and be happy with that and mentor the kids. So are you whatever the kids are at the time. Are you, and we'll finish here, are you comfortable for the now, for setting yourself up for maybe free agency for next year, basically knowing in two years, three years, four years, definitely five years, you're probably going to regret the hell out of this? Ethan, and I've said it before, I, I can argue both sides of this, and I do understand the attraction of a Jimmy Butler, but if I was the Miami Heat, and it was, I was making these decisions... I would tell the fans, swallow it for the next two years, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to play a ton of young guys mm-hmm. for a ton of minutes. If, we, if, 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 the, if, the, if they're a lottery team, they're a lottery team. If they end up being a 6-7 seed, I'm not, never, I'm not saying lose on purpose. You know how I feel about tanking. Right. But I would, all I would worry about is for the next two years, developing the young guys, and hopefully by the time that you have some cap space, you have a nice young core that somebody wants to come play with. I've told, I said it before, no more gaming the system. But no that, more but compounding if, mistakes. But if, that, if that's your aim, then you do flip Josh Richardson because Josh is, is going to be 26 years old this year. But and you don't by, fl- the, by the time that you get to the point that you're talking about, you he's don't, 28 and probably maxed out as a player. But you don't, you don't flip Josh Richardson for tons of money on the books. Through right. 2025, like right. that 2024, whatever it's going to be, I, that's that's my point. You, you it, whatever the moves that need to be made, I would do. A, I would do salary dumps. Um, I would, you know, I would try to find somebody who needs a shot creator like Dion Waiters mm-hmm. on a two-year, twenty-four million dollar. The contract. big three is hiring. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I think there are going to be teams that are going to want Deion Waiters for two years, twenty-four million. I, I think, I think it's possible. I think the one-year, twelve, thirteen is going to be more attractive. But yes, okay, I think potentially two twenty-four if he can sort of re. I, again, I don't know what to make of Pat's press conference there because, as you said, it was you guys are awful. You're blaming him. You're blaming, him, blaming, him, but he deserves it. Yeah, so, yeah. I, so it was kind of, it was kind of hard to read. I look, they obviously were at wit's end with him last year. I, can he rehabilitate himself? He's going to get the shots and the minutes if he's here this year because they don't have a lot of other two guards even while drafting one. So, and, but that's what, but it all at the end of the day, more five year deals for older players, right? I don't think is the answer, right? Right? You know, if it was a Bradley Beal we we're talking about, who's a younger, who's younger than Jimmy, right. who doesn't have Jimmy's injury history, who didn't play for Tibbs the Destroyer, like maybe we'd have a different conversation. And I think Jimmy Butler's a better player right now than Bradley Beal, but Bradley Beal's younger. Right. And well, 
Save it because that could be a whole nother podcast. All right, check us out. We're going to be doing more Five Reasons podcasts. Also, uh, we're going to be transitioning to Five on the Floor, so look for our new logo. Um, What's going to make us a little bit different is that Alf and I are going to be at everything, and so we'll be able to get you inside the story and also interviews with players and all the rest of that. Check out Five Reasons Sports. Also, check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Plenty of new content on there today. And remember, the opening of the High at Magic City Casino, that's on the 19th of next month and we'll be out there quite a bit too and we'll talk to you soon you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.